Hey, hey, welcome to the December episode of Coconut Oil Stardust and Dope Vibes. I am your resident fairy godmother, Tamara Angela, and we are going to be talking in this episode about December, just kind of wrapping up the 2020 energy for the calendar year. Um, I'm going to record... I was going to talk a little bit about what to expect in January in this episode, but I kind of don't want to mix the two energies. I want to keep them separate. So we're going to talk about December, how to get through this 12th month of the calendar year, what to expect. Um, And hopefully you'll be able to just kind of use this information to pace you through the month. I want to add in here, um, because somebody has, people ask me this question quite often, um, or allude to it. I don't do anything predictive. I don't use astrology to be predictive. Um, and I'll say this, there's lots of different ways to use astrology as a tool. I don't use it to be predictive as in like, you know, how you see on TV with the crystal ball. What I believe is that there are certain energies that exist because when these planetary alignments or when these deities come together, they support a certain thing happening. But because those alignments are there, it doesn't mean that that thing is going to happen. It just simply means that, you know, if let's say two planets are coming together with a positive synergy, if in free will, you've traveled down the road for a certain thing to happen, that positive synergy will support you moving in a certain direction. Likewise, let's say... Um, for instance, there are two planets that are opposing each other, um, and it creates like an area of friction. It doesn't mean necessarily that the friction is going to happen. It just means that if you're traveling down a certain path and friction occurs, that energy is more likely to support that friction occurring. Which is why, let's use um, Mercury Retro, for example, which is why certain people, you know, dealing with Mercury Retrograde, because Mercury retrogrades more than the other planets, because Mercury has a shorter trajectory around the sun. Please be aware that all planets retrograde, but we just hear about Mercury more. So let's say, for instance... um, something's happening during Mercury retrograde. It's more likely that technology will kind of have breakdowns. We might have slower processing and things like that. But if you're aware of that, when those things happen, you don't take it so crazy. And also you can prepare yourself and use that information in advance to just be like, yeah, hey, I know it's Mercury retrograde. It's more likely that these things will occur. So you're not so thrown off by it. 
Um, and likewise, you could just kind of prepare yourself. Make sure you do all your, your downloads and updates. You know what I mean? Like get your rest beforehand because, you know, you know that things may like increase as far as like even psychic downloads and things like that um, during a Mercury retrograde. So just wanted to kind of throw that out there for everybody that listens. Because people, I think, somehow are still... Um, as they're waking up equating what I do to like TV stuff that they've seen or movie stuff that they've seen where I'm like rubbing a crystal ball and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I can't really, I can see clearly through to pathways where it's like, Hey, if these things come together, this is like, I can see what the outcome may be based on being able to see several different roads. So the way I see things for like all my 80s babies, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure book where there's like several different outcomes. And literally that's what life is like, like a choose your own adventure book. Like there's several different outcomes that could occur, but it depends on what road you take. So I can just kind of see clearly all of those roads and guide you like, hey, you really don't have to go down that one because if you take this one, things look a little better over here. Um, And then astrologically, we're tapping into the energy that supports um, certain decisions. So that's how I want you guys to use astrology. Also, people ask me this all the time as well. So, for instance, there is, uh, let's see, the full moon this month on the 29th is going to be in Cancer. So, what happens is people who have a Cancer sun or a Cancer moon, they're like, well, what does that mean for me? The same thing it means for everyone else. Because the Cancer moon doesn't only affect you because you have Cancerian energy. It affects everybody. And this is where I'm really taking people with um, the teaching that I'm doing coming up. We need to go back to lunar rule versus having so much of the rule by the sun. We need to go back to getting more in sync with the moon. And so you're going to see me posting more about like the moon transits and the moon cycles Um, and how some lunar energy affects us. But just using that example, for instance, the, you know, the full moon in cancer. Well, it doesn't mean that this only affects people with cancer energy. Everyone needs to look at what that full moon and cancer's energy is about and apply those lessons, apply that energy to their lives. So we kind of have to, when, when I see people asking that, like, Oh, it's Sagittarius season. That means like the season's only for me. No, your birthday occurs during Sag season if you're a November or December Sag. But everybody can take the power and energy from Sagittarius season and harness it and actually use it and apply. We have to get, this is why we have to get more in sync with the moon's energy because thinking like that is very ego-based. It's very I. What does this mean for me? No, what does this mean for the collective? Because ideally everybody around you is living in Sagittarius season and we all should take note of the current energy so we can guide ourselves. 
So I want you guys to be ready in 2021 to stretch. Really shed more. I know some of you are like, look here, Hefa, how much more can I shed? Well, there's lots more because people are just becoming awake. I have a lot of people even in my women's group who've been in the group for what, since its inception almost four years ago, and they're just now waking up because the concepts and the things that I've been teaching and proposing, suddenly it's resonating. Their souls are in a space where that makes sense. Um, I've seen people on my Facebook page, like I'm always talking about the Zodiac. I'm always posting (laughs) stuff about the psychic downloads I get. And I've had people finally come and say, oh, I didn't realize you were into that. Mm, No, it's just because you just woke up and now what I'm saying resonates. I've always been this way and I've always been this way openly. So there are lots of people who are waking up. There's lots of people who the information is resonating. Um, you'll find me kind of going back over some lessons again because this, you know, we just had a bunch of folks, the alarm clock just went off and instead of hitting snooze, they went ahead and got up. So that can be exciting, but it can be overwhelming all at one time. Um, there's so much to learn. Astrology is a rabbit hole. Spiritualism is a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> and there's always something new to learn. I'm always um, a little afraid of people who think that they've con- they've completely self-actualized and they have nothing else to learn. Because until you leave this earth, there's always more to learn. So let's get into December. Um, some key terms for this month, key things to focus on is that, you know, I've been using the term rebuilding. Like, you know, we had the leveling, everything collapsed. And then I was like, oh, we're going to rebuild. I need to kind of renege on that, using that term, because we're not rebuilding. We're not picking up and then building again. Like, oh, this building fell down. I need to re-erect it. No, we are building anew. So we're not really resurrecting anything. Um, we're building with new foundations. So this month we're really focused moving forward on building with new ideas, um, stepping into who we are in this new level of awakening. Um, like I said, we need to go back to being focused on lunar energy versus being led by the sun. Um, because being led in ego is how we're so fucked today. Uh, key terms, uh, confidence, truth. You're going to see truth come up over and over and over again. Lots of people are having problems with truth. And I am also likewise seeing people having problems with truth tellers. There are those of us who are oracles and we are charged with being here to dispense divine knowledge. And um, lots of people are uncomfortable with that. Uh, Other key terms are healing, being of service. How do you serve? We really need to get into that idea and hugely tribe and community. The key with tribe and community is you can't really get with your tribe and community when you don't know who you are. This is where healing comes in. This is where truth comes in. Um, 
I know a lot of people, you know, have created tribe and a sense of community based on who they currently are. But when the light goes off, well, when the light comes on and the darkness kind of goes away, um, then that's when you end up having to change your friend group because you realize that you made those that friend group and that tribe and that community based on who you were when you lived in your dark. So from now on, we have to create tribe and create community based in a sense of higher self, not where we currently are, but who we are designed to be. So December 1st, Mercury moves into Sagittarius. Um, Mercury and Sag, Mercury is over our communication. Sagittarius is fire energy that's ruled by Jupiter. Mercury being in Sagittarius is in detriment um those of us who have this alignment this is actually one of my natal alignments um those of us who are mercury and sag we are usually pretty quick-witted type of person that thinks on their feet they always kind of have the snappy thing to say that doesn't always go over well with people but it can like this is where comedians thrive this is where speakers thrive i remember my uh i think it was like ninth or tenth grade social work um social studies teacher his name was Mr. Tallarigo he used to make us do extemporaneous speaking and I hated it I absolutely hated it um (coughs) and he only taught us for a little bit because he went off to go teach a baccalaureate program but I remember he used to have these topics and he used to make us like he would give us the topic and you had to kind of study all the topics because when you came into class, you didn't know what he was going to want you to speak on. And you had to speak on it eloquently um, and and sound very educated and just be able to think off the top of your head and have um, the ability to, to communicate clearly on these topics at will. That's a very Mercury and Sagittarius kind of way of living. You just know what to say and when to say it and have a flow with it in this um alignment we really get into speaking the mind of a philosopher so you're gonna see uh a lot of your psychics a lot of your master teachers who have come forward with um touching and agreeing with their covenant they're going to start speaking out more this is where our leaders are emerging this is where i've been talking about understanding who the new leaders are you're going to see more instruction being given this mercury and sag um alignment also has to do with sharpening the power of the mind but being aware of the impulse of the mouth understand that with this alignment teachers are going to teach truth by any means necessary whether you like it or not and it's going to be very difficult for some folks because it's going to feel like the mirror is being held up on a lot of the bullshit a lot of the hypocrisy i lord lord knows i love facebook but i see so much hypocrisy every day somebody will come on your post and comment one thing and then turn around and post on their page and I'm like didn't you just say this on my page now it's totally different on yours people use these different these platforms so hypocritically now are you allowed to change your mind (laughs) of course 
But truth has to prevail because at some point we have to all be on the same page. We've, we've lived way too, um, lopsided for too long with people just doing what they feel like. Well, this fits me. I like this. That's more living in ego. We're not all as in sync as we need to be in order to have the level of community that needs to exist. So with this Mercury and Sag alignment, you're going to see these teachers, master teachers coming forth and presenting things to you that really may make you squirm. If you're squirming, learn. Be open to the lesson. December 14th, we have the new moon total solar eclipse in Sagittarius. Uh, Sagittarius moon itself deals with movement and travel and change and being super intentional with the new moon. We want to set intentions with the solar eclipse. Um, we're bringing light to things. It's like literally like sitting in the dark and somebody just takes the light and shines a spotlight. Like, Hey, you there? What's going on? And there's no way you can run from that spotlight. Like it's, it's shining straight on you. And so with this new moon total solar eclipse, we are focused on action and the healing of fire. You know, when a fire occurs, um, there is just like scientifically an energy change and things are transformed chemically. So we need to look at being intentional with change because sometimes you know, fires are set intentionally to change and transform something into a, the thing that it's needed to be. It needs a, a chemical compound change. Um, also, there can be beauty from rising from the ashes after a fire. Sometimes it's not always a negative thing. We can be warmed by fire. You know, we can be transformed by fire. So with this new moon and Sag, we want to move on from the old truths. We want to burn that shit down. Like just go ahead and put it in the fire pit, set your intention to release it. Understanding that as we move on from the old truths, we're moving on from where you need to be. Cause like, this is about going where you need to be versus where you are. So a lot of times we get stuck in where we were and constantly like processing that over and over and over again. Sometimes we can't focus on where we are in order to produce the proper change. And we're so affixed with where we need to be. It always seems like it's unattainable. We have to heal from all of that and be okay with being in the present being focused, being grounded and actually creating some of the change that we need. We have to be accountable and responsible and intentional with our own healing. See a lot of people wanting to pass the buck on healing and make it about somebody else around them getting better and then saying, well, if these people would do this, then I could do this. Once again, that's ego shit, y'all. That's not how healing works. And that's not how any of this works. That's why we're so stagnant as mankind. It's like fucking ridiculous. Um, And it has to stop. Like things have to change. Things have to progress forward. And we're going to be in a space where uh, things are going to keep moving forward by any means necessary, whether you like it or not, or whether you're comfortable or not. 
On December 15th, Venus moves into Sagittarius. Venus is over our sentiments, love, uh, relationships, things that we like to indulge in, things that we find pleasure in. Venus and Sag uh, sees our sentiments and our desires need to be refreshed and renewed. We're rewriting philosophies. I talked about this a couple months ago when Venus was in Libra about rewriting our philosophies on love and what love is. People don't even know what love is. We've reduced it to like, you know, Hallmark cards and Hallmark movies and stuff, which I am not hating because I watch every single Hallmark Christmas movie like that. That's my obsession. But we've got it all wrong. And we, we're also not understanding several different types of love. And so that's part of the truth that will be taught. Um, and it's going to be very challenging for some folks because they're going to think that they knew what love was. And then they're going to understand that they never have and we need to relearn it. And then some people are going to understand that they never knew love. And it's going to feel daunting and it's going to feel stressful for some folks to think, oh, well, I've been in this relationship for 20 years and I thought that this was love. And now I find out it's not my God. That's going to be a lot and it's going to be heavy. These truths that we're going to be learning are going to be super heavy for people. Super heavy. Um, You're going to have to find out that your relationship should be based on the truth of who you are. Lots of people are hiding. Lots of people don't know who they are. You cannot, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to keep saying it. You can't have soul connections when you don't know your own soul. When I ask people, who are they? They can barely answer that. So how you got a soulmate over here? Oh, we're, we're attached. We have a soul connection. How? You don't even know your own soul to be connected to this person. Do souls recognize other souls? Yes, but you can't really get into a whole soul connection when you don't know yourself. Nothing moves forward when you don't know yourself. We, we live in a society full of superficial attachments and none of that helps to build tribe or community. So we got to get away from that. Chiron moves, uh, well, Chiron is in Aries, but it goes direct on December 15th as well when Venus moves into Sag. So Chiron is our wounded healer. I'm doing a whole series on Chiron. I'm doing um, the Chiron sessions, which will teach you how to heal yourself. We talk, we find out where Chiron is on your chart and we, dis- we determine what is best needed for you to be able to heal yourself. Uh, Chiron also talks about where you may do well helping others, but then you fall short on that thing for yourself. Um, and it talks about like how we create um, changes and renew ourselves through healing and like how we're designed to do that. So... Chiron going direct in Aries. Aries is uh, the beginning of the Zodiac New Year. It's fire energy ruled by um, Mars. So it's it's warrior spirit. So when Chiron goes direct in Aries, we're going to like, we need to look at how we heal. Healing by burning bridges? No. Are we healing with this? 
bum ass cancel culture shit that's out here. No, we're not doing anything. We're not, we're not proceeding forward in anything healthy by cancel culture. Because nine times out of 10, cancel culture is based, it's a lynch mob. And it amazes me once again with hypocrisy, how lynch mobs are okay in certain situations, but not in others. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous and it's totally counterproductive. We can't be out here just burning shit up saying, oh, this is healing, this will make a change. Are there places where uh, infrastructure needs to crumble? Yes. But we can't just be out here lighting matches and flicking the match and then burning the bridge down. There are ways that you are supposed to implode a building with structure and purpose. You don't just look at an infrastructure and say, you know what, this building, uh, the foundation no longer is, is sustainable, right? So the house, let's say it's a house or a building and it gets condemned. Okay, we figure out that the foundation is, is no good. That's fine. But you don't just go up to it and just start like bulldozing it because if you do, it causes more harm. You have to implode the building with structure and intention so the building falls without fucking up everything around it. Meanwhile, we out here with cancel culture based in ego and doing whatever the hell we want and we just tearing shit up. Tearing shit up. We have to learn how to implode buildings properly to bring them down. But in order to do that, you have to have a level of accountability and people don't like that still. We're moving towards that, but this is where the truth telling comes in, where your oracles and your new leaders are emerging. And I'm if, if, if you're listening to this and you have received the call as a leader, you need to talk to someone who's already speaking out as a spiritual leader so you can gain and garner some confidence because you, you need to be at work right now. Everybody needs to be answering their calling where that part is concerned. If you have a calling as a spiritual leader, because we need to be out here consistently speaking to the truth to the point where if somebody's listening to me, they hear me say something and then they turn around and they listen to another spiritual guru. They hear the same thing. Then they turn around and listen to another spiritual leader. They hear the same thing. That message should be so consistent across the board that it leaves people no choice but to understand that this is the truth. The problem is you got everybody out here talking, saying what they feel like saying because the the internet gives everybody a platform to speak an opinion. And then no matter what vibration you're in, you go with something. So if you're in a low vibration, you over here listening to these low vibration ass messages and saying this is the truth. And it's not, it's not, it's somebody's opinion that ain't led you anywhere and you ain't healed at all. What we should be doing in Chiron Direct Aries is healing by inviting in change through understanding truth and taking accountability. This new elevation requires that we adhere to this new set of rules and 
be willing to transform our way of thinking and acting. I see so many people sit and absorb all this information, but then they don't apply it. You're just sitting here hoarding information like Scrooge McDuck. He's like just sitting on his money, but he ain't using it. Well, what happens there? You mess up the flow of things. You're supposed to apply the information in a way that other people see it and they understand, okay, I see God through this person. I see light through this person. I see love through this person. And I want to be more like that. And then it's a domino effect. December 17th, we have Saturn move into Aquarius. So December 17th, we have Saturn move into Aquarius. And then on the 19th, we have Jupiter move into Aquarius. These are um, some pretty important alignments coming up, especially when we're speaking of Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto. They're kind of like these triplets. Um, And I've talked about them before on previous podcasts, um, but they're like these triplets. So Saturn is the the teacher right Saturn is the lessons and the teacher it's like this big brother you hear people say Papa Saturn but it's like you know big brother looking over you it's like do you know what you're doing do you understand these lessons Saturn is giving out the pop quiz right Jupiter is the resources it's the knowledge it's the benevolence right Jupiter is king it's expansive it's huge it does everything on a large scale And then you have Pluto kind of come through like, I always call it like Mike Tyson. It's like the enforcer. So Pluto comes through and says, did you absorb? Like, did you, did you learn that lesson? Did you learn this? Did you um, actually take in the stuff? Were you paying attention when these lessons were being presented? How did you do on the pop quiz? Okay. You failed it because you weren't paying attention. You weren't looking at things. You go back to scratch right? You go all the way back to the beginning and you walk this path over and over and over again. So a lot of times when people feel like they're reliving things like Groundhog Day, it has nothing to do with Mercury or Mercury retrograde or anything. It has to do with this triple play of Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto. Because Pluto is about life transformations, life and death, new new beginnings and endings. So When you don't learn the lesson, you have to start that thing all over again and live through it all over again, pretty much. So we are moving into garnering the skills to be able to set the groundwork for the age of Aquarius, which will come up in like another 100 to 150 years. There's also a podcast um, that I did on that. It's called We Are the Ancestors. Um... And I go back and definitely listen to that because I talked about how we are the ancestors and how we have to do due diligence to really like crumble all of this shit because it doesn't belong in the age of Aquarius where our descendants are going to be living and honestly where some of us may reincarnate and come back. So we have the we we're setting the ground rules, we're setting the work. The problem is we live in ego so much that we want to see immediate results and like we're not going to necessarily see the immediate results of all the groundwork that we have to lay now. So Saturn is moving into Aquarius. Now, here's the deal. Saturn, um, like I said, is our lessons, is how we structure ourselves, is how we set boundaries. Saturn was in Aquarius earlier 
this year. So Saturn has been camped, Saturn um, has been camped out with Jupiter and Pluto and Capricorn. So that's how like over like the past year or two, like these lessons have been hardcore. Like it feels like you just been having your ass handed to you and everybody's transforming and changing, right? And all these new rules are set in. Um, back in March, Saturn moved into Aquarius for a brief transit through about uh, July when it went retrograde back into Capricorn. So um, there are going to be some babies, any babies who were born between um, March and like early July, they would have their, they would be born with a Saturn and Aquarius um, transit. So that Saturn and Aquarius was about, you know, finding some freedom, really being able to like say, you know what, let me check these rules. Why are these rules so rigid? Why are we holding so fast over here, but then so open over here, looking at that hypocrisy, right? Um, But understanding that there needs to be an open flow for things, the roads need to be open for this shift to occur. Um, Aquarius is air energy, even though the, and, and I talked, I've talked about Aquarius energy before and um, the symbol being the water bearer, but it's about community and humanitarian efforts. And so um, this shift with Saturn and Aquarius is, is bringing us into having a focus on tribe and community. Um, we're building and we're building based on the rules of this new frequency and this new vibration. Now, Saturn is going to be in Aquarius from December 2020 until March 2023. So for the next three years, and I talked about this in the We Are the Ancestors, (coughs) excuse me, um, podcast as well, is that, you know, this whole decade is about rebuilding like y'all are like oh i need some reprieve i need things to be but no this first half of this decade is we're, we're crumbling we're breaking things down we're rebuilt we're, we're building not rebuilding we're building we're restructuring um we're bringing in new management for things and so the saturn and aquarius um is going to see us really start shifting the rules towards having com- community and um, humanitarian efforts, getting out of the eye. Everything ain't about you. When Jupiter moves into Aquarius, now, uh, Jupiter is going to be in Aquarius um, through typically Jupiter does a transit around November and stays in that zodiac sign for about a year. But Jupiter is going to have a retrograde um, coming up in uh, June. Um, And so it's going to have a transit in Pisces um, by spring of next year spring early summer and then it'll shift back to Aquarius before it transits back to Pisces for um the long haul so we are going from Jupiter and Aquarius with um and let me go back and pause and say we are currently in the zodiac age of Pisces right (laughs) and so excuse me and so we um this is where we've gotten a lot of the religious 
versus spiritual, the religious infrastructure. So Jupiter coming into Aquarius is going to see a shift into using our benevolent divine knowledge, divine resources, um, based in humanitarian efforts. And then when we have that uh, retrograde and Pisces is going to have us kind of filter out some of that like overly zealous uh, religious infrastructure that was based in like defining power over people a lot of that's gonna spin out like spinning out in the wash and then we're gonna come forward back into um our knowledge and our resources and, and our benevolence being focused on humanitarian efforts. It's really asking us to think outside of yourself. And this is where service comes in. Service isn't about the photo op. Service isn't about, you know, posting and saying, oh, well, I served and I did this today and let me take these pictures. That's based in I. This is also where we're going to have to get rid of that mindset of saying, well, such and such has X amount of dollars. Why aren't they paying for stuff? Well, what did you do? It doesn't matter how many millions such and such has. You can have $5 and still be serving. What did you do? How how are you of service? What grassroots things are you doing in your backyard? Stop trying to deflect from what you haven't done and put the spotlight on somebody else and and pass the buck. When we are dealing in humanitarian efforts, everyone should be getting their hands dirty doing something. So if you are a warrior and you're designed to be on the front lines, go be on the front lines. If you're an organizer and you're designed to be in the back office, go on and organize in the back office. If you are supposed to be out serving meals, go serve the meals. If you are a coach, um, you know, I always look at coaches and how, uh, how divine their influence is. When people are missing parents, a, a parental unit, those coaches come in and give tough love and structure. That's huge. And it means something. Those teachers, those teachers that taught you that one thing when you were in the fourth grade, third grade, and you you 40 something and you still live by that. My God, that's huge. Usually I find that people who are trying to ask what somebody else are doing is because they don't know what the hell to do. And they just talking. My grandmother used to call it signifying. You out here being big and you ain't doing shit. Be quiet. Serve. Service is not about you. When we're in service, it's not about making yourself feel good. It's about using the tools, the knowledge, and the divine gifts that you have to bless someone else. That's what that's about. It's not about the photo op. You don't need to take a picture afterwards and say, I feel good because I helped with this. Just go help you we need like I saw this thing and people was like well Michael Jordan don't do this 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 and that and then all of a sudden people feel compelled now to you know take pictures when Michael Jordan did this so then that way other people feel good about the fact of how he spent his money do you know how dysfunctional that sounds that sounds absolutely ridiculous 
absolutely ridiculous. You don't need to spend money to be of service as well. That's another thing that's gotten really, really messed up. Um, And I'm going to equate that to tithing. When you actually read the Bible, it says you tithe of your time, your gifts, your talents, and your resources. It doesn't say anything about money. Money just happens to be currency in the current state of the world. And so we've started giving money as a way to tithe. But it says to bring into the storehouse 10% of what you have. And so if you are giving an offering, if you are serving, it's based on your time, your talent, your gifts, your knowledge, and your resources. What are those things? That's where the humanitarian effort comes in. It has nothing to do with money. You don't have to have money to give. We need to figure out ways to give and not give just so we can have something in return. You give because you have those things and those things are not yours. They were given to you by God. And so you are designed to be able to give them back. But that's the truth that we need to really, really expand on. And we need to get into the expansion of that as Jupiter moves into Aquarius. December 20th, Mercury moves into Capricorn. So we need to make sure that we're standing firm in our word, taking time to ground our thoughts. And this is really a great time to align the mind, the body, and the soul to kind of tighten things up. Uh, December 21st, the sun moves into Capricorn at 5.02 a.m. A baby born at 4.55 would still be a Sagittarius. So for the next 30 days, um, while we're in Capricorn season, we need to structure the chaos of 2020. Like nothing that happened was in vain. We need to ground. We need to focus. Um, we need to really pay attention to the, the master teachers who are stepping up. Find your teacher, find your leadership. Um, even those who are leaders and teachers have leaders and teachers. So leadership should come forth in extreme confidence at this time. We need to start building confidence, confidence and faith. People don't have faith at all. They don't have any confidence in it. Um, and then rounding out, we have the full moon in cancer. The moon is going to be at home in cancer as we leave out of 2020. Um, so this is magnified power, <coughs> excuse me, with the full moon being at home in cancer, it's magnified power. We're getting back to being guided by the moon versus the sun. And we're going into 2021 with using our intuition. That full moon in cancer is a reminder that you should be tapped into your intuition. You should be tapped into lunar energy, which helps us to um, be more aware of emotionally how we're feeling, our emotional stability. We're, we're restructuring where it comes to love and community. Your emotional stability needs to be intact. We can't have love and community, but then we out here with these superficial, <laughs> these superficial attachments these superficial relationships feels like there's a lot going on in in december um but it's a lot of great change once again just summarizing some of the key topics we're going to be building with these new philosophies going back to 
being focused on being led by lunar energy versus being led by solar energy, being led by the sun and ego. We're going to be led by lunar energy, which is the mother, which is nurturing, which is divine feminine energy. We need to increase confidence, especially confidence where it comes to having faith and where it comes to leadership. Um, We're going to be healing, truth telling, serving, and moving into Aquarian efforts of designing tribe and community. I want you guys um, to continue to spread the word. I see a lot of you out there reposting. Don't be afraid to post things that are the truth and that resonate with you. I find that people are afraid to step forward and post in confidence because, um, you know, it's easier to post like things that are funny um, because everybody will laugh with you. But it's for some people, it's hard for them to come forward and be like, hey, I want to trailblaze and lead the way. This is something that I learned and this is helpful for me. Make sure you guys are reposting and sharing knowledge. Share the things that positively resonate with you. Um, we have a lot of change that is coming forward. Uh, 2021 itself is, I think, going to be a very interesting year. Um, a year of progression, most definitely. Um, and it's something that I'm looking forward to. But I know for a lot of people, it's going to feel difficult because they're not going to be able to gather and accept a lot of the truth that is being told and a lot of the truth that's being presented to them. It's going to be difficult, but when you are tapped into tribe and community, I think that makes all the difference for being able to make it through. You guys, make sure you join me on Instagram. It's love and fairy, F-A-E-R-Y, magic. I'm also on Twitter, love fairy magic. And make sure you message me if you're listening through Anchor FM. You can message me to talk to me about the show. Lots of you just kind of inbox me on Instagram about it or talk to me on Facebook about it. Please share. Please talk with your tribe. Um, I'm doing a lot of things for 2021 a bit differently where I'm structuring with services. I'll be doing a lot more one-on-one. House 6 Academy is going to be open. The inaugural cohort starts in January. So I'm excited about that. And it's pretty much already full. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the people who want to learn. I'm doing more services with people who want to learn one-on-one to be very clear and confident in who they are and very clear about what they're supposed to be doing as far as purpose goes. So we're going to be doing a lot of purpose teaching this year. I'm still open to doing readings, but I'm doing readings more so um, like just pushing you into really seeing things through the higher self because we got to get out of those low vibrational questions. Is this the person for me? Does he love me? Why is this not working? It's not working because you don't know who you are, where love and relationships are concerned and you keep choosing the wrong person. So once we have accountability and clarity on who we are designed to be, things get better. Relationships get better. And that's what I'm here for as your fairy godmother. 
So I'm signing off. This is the December 2021 episode. You guys, as always, message me. Tell me what other themes and topics you want to hear. Let's get ready for 2021, y'all.